0: And welcome to the Roto-Grind News Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday. It's August 25th. It's 2020. We have 10 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. We're also going to touch on a little bit of basketball. There won't be a basketball morning grind um, today with only two games. So we're going to quickly touch on basketball to get started, and then we'll go into some baseball. But uh, join... But my good buddy, Dean789041566321, uh, Dean, how's it going, my friend?
1: What's going on, dude? This is, uh, I'm excited just for no other reason that I don't have to like host a show and do introductions and sign in and sign out. It's a whole thing. And I get to kick back and relax and play the analyst role. Or the analyst role. Let's do it.
0: I feel like we need to get a holler on the way out, though. Like, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be a Dean show if we didn't get a holler on the way out, though.
1: Oh, that's foreshadowing. It's coming. It's on layaway for sure.
0: All right, let's talk really quick about this two-game basketball slate, and then we'll jump into the 10-game baseball slate. Um, Utah-Denver, quick thoughts on that game. Uh, is there anything, like, jumping off at, on the board on here?
1: Yeah, there's a couple of thoughts here. You know, Murray and Mitchell both put put up 50 burgers last game, which was pretty amazing. Uh, it's There's definitely some sticker shock to a guy like Mitchell. Uh, his, his asking price is in the high 9Ks on DK. Uh, but he's justified it a couple times so far. What I would say – Uh, Denver shuffled up their lineup last game, and they took – who did they take out of the rotation? uh, Their best defensive player, they basically kicked off the court. Uh, And I'm losing his name in my head for some reason. I don't know why. Torrey Craig. Yeah, so he wasn't drawing the star, and I think that he would be the guy you would put put on Mitchell. He he can't necessarily stop him, but, you know, subdue him to some degree. And, you know, Denver just went with an offensive front. Now, they did bench Porter. Porter's a really solid offensive player, good young player, but he's uh, still learning from a defensive perspective. And if you look at the box score, they, uh, the the minutes are so condensed. They're basically playing like seven guys on each side. And even that seven, it's kind of like rounding up the seven guys while they're playing. But um, yeah. So, Oh, Gary Harris is questionable, which he hasn't played in, you know, in the bubble. Uh, Barton to my understanding is still out, but Harris is questionable. I, I wouldn't think that he would come back, but you want to keep an eye on that. Uh, I can't imagine if he plays, they go out there and throw him out there for 30 minutes, but, like, he was once the starter. Um, so uh, keep an eye on that for sure. Uh, and, there, you know, this is their last shot. Denver's down 3-1, to one, which I got I got this one wrong. I thought Denver would beat Utah. We'll see. I guess they go win in seven still. Um, Murray still has a really, really appealing price. Mitchell's kind of sort of hard to get there. We live in the world of a salary cap, and Luka Doncic plays in the second game, along with uh, Kawhi Leonard, the second game, uh, the Clippers in Denver. Uh, Clippers in Dallas has a two thirty five and a half total, which you know two twenty one and a half for De- for Denver. Utah's a pretty big number as well too. Of course, the two best centers on the slate, uh, you know Jokic battling Gobert, both sort of in play. Don't play but... Jokic. <laughs> there, I, I summed th- up.
0: I summed it up for you. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, look, you're going to prioritize Luca over anybody else in the slate. And I'll say this, that, yeah, you, you want to prioritize Luca if uh, Porzingis doesn't play, who's currently questionable. He was a late scratch last time out, which he was a late scratch 15 minutes after Locke. I don't know if you were, you were following that over the weekend, but a lot of people. I saw, I
0: saw that. Twitter like go crazy about it, um, but yeah. no, I wasn't following. I didn't know what was going on, but now like that makes sense.
1: Yeah, so I would assume they'll do a better job on reporting there, but you never really know. And you know, there's a – what do they say, integrity fees? <laughs> I don't know, man. That, that, that was pretty suspect. And, and Porzingis was celebrating. Like, he was into the game. He, he looked like he could move at least somewhat. But, uh, I mean, Luca had, like, the game of his life. Well, I shouldn't say that because he's only 21 years old and he might be getting better. He's probably going to get better, and he's just phenomenal. Uh, put up a triple double while scoring 40 points. Went overtime and hit the game game winner walk off. It was just an awesome game. Uh, respect to uh, Burke. Burke really stepped up in the absence of Porzingis. If Porzingis is out, uh, they're going to need scoring from a guy like Burke. Uh, they're going to need scoring from a guy like Curry. One or two of those guys would step up. Of course, if Porzingis plays, yes, you can still play Luca. Plenty. Luca's really really uh, good no matter what. Uh, I would say Paul George has been. I don't want to say a disaster. It's probably hyperbole. But he's from, by headstanders. He's been he's been dreadful uh, 20 for 69 in the series, eight for 36 from three. That's bad. Uh, I don't know if it's like a shoulder, if it's a small sample size, I don't even know what's going on. He came out and said, it was a great quote. He's like, he's like, I gotta say, if I was playing better, I feel like we'd be doing better. It's like, Oh yeah, that's, <laughs> that's kind of how it works. Um, Kawhi's still awesome. Obviously Harold, it's just not happening. I don't know what this, maybe eventually he'll round the four, but Montrez Harold, like we know Montrez Harold is this great energy guy. Uh, They can go out there and he he has a bigger motor than everybody else coming off from, you know, kind of a six man along with Lou Williams, but he's been bad. Uh, He left the bubble for, um, I think a personal matter. He came back and, you know, he's not, he's playing like 17 minutes or something like that. He's not, he's not been in the closing rotations. Uh, He's super cheap. And I don't really know when it's going to happen. Maybe they're saving him for another round or something, but uh, it's hard to get excited about him right now, but Lou off the bench, always in play. He's a guy that can put a 25 real life points in the bucket, even more I think about 35 last game. So, uh, he can get there via the scoring sometimes, just the scoring, and he, he sprinkles in other stuff as well, too. But, yeah, I mean, the main thing I would say is, uh, you know, Luka, this is not profound, but you want to get Luka Dante's in your lineup. Of course, it's a two-game slate, and goofy things happen, and, you know, for sure in tournaments you can absolutely fade him. You can justify it because, if, for whatever reason, he puts up like a 45, which is possible, uh, especially if Porzingis goes. Uh, and he was dealing with an injury. He, he was playing through an injury, so uh, – as we know right now, it's a, it's a, or you know, as of the recording tonight, he is probable. Uh, Patrick Breville, he's doubtful for what it's worth. Uh, I would play Shamit over Reggie Jackson, but I probably wouldn't play either. But I have not built the lineup just yet. But then there's a salary restriction. But I'm not enthused about either one of those players. But Shamit's probably a better play than RJX you,
0: you know, know why I don't I play there? NBA right now? Because I would you... play Boban and Lou and just play the ceiling. Let's go Boban. Um...
1: <laughs> Boban was getting some run last game, actually. and you know, Dallas was getting wrecked. They they were without Porzingis and they were down 20 in like the early second quarter. And they kind of backed it in and said, "Okay, we'll come back with Porzingis and try to make this work next game." And props to them. Props to Luca uh, Burke was awesome off the bench. Uh, you know, Seth Curry, of course, is a guy. You know, he hit open threes all day long. Uh, and Beaubon, uh, you know, he was he was fine. <laughs> I don't know what his price is. I should probably scroll and see what his price is. I'm kind of curious, but. He can oh he can get it done in fifteen minutes sometimes. So well, do, he's in the rotation. do you know?
0: Do you know why the Clippers are losing? Because uh, Paul George is
1: not playing particularly well.
0: Because they're not playing Joakim Noah like that. Like he's <laughs> he's a champion. Like, all right, that's enough basketball. Let's talk. I was gonna go though. into
1: I was gonna go into a whole side story of a uh, Doc Rivers' daughter is married to to, to Seth Curry. And didn't historically Paul George cheat on Doc Rivers' daughter, like, before she was with Curry? But I just think it's weird that, like, how does Doc Rivers look at this guy? And, like, that's the, that guy cheated on my daughter, allegedly. Uh, <laughs> that, that, yeah. that's, his, that's his player.
0: <laughs> You're on the bench. You're on the bench. No. <laughs> all right. We got all 10 baseball? Sorry about that. No, you're good. Ten baseball games to break down here. We're going to start with the Cubs and the Tigers. Tyler Chatwood, Spencer Turnbull. Um, Chatwood coming back from the IL. We really don't have an announcement um, recording that before as far as, like, how deep he will go. Um, He did pitch, like, on the 6th, so about 19 days ago, um, dealing with a little bit of a back injury. I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything as far as, like, he threw a bullpen or anything like this um so we'll have to kind of pay attention to chatwood uh what's your thoughts here when it comes to the chicago cubs pitcher
1: yeah i know we're supposed to be excited about rostering anybody's throwing baseballs against detroit uh i don't expect he's going to go very long uh and this we're going to talk about it this slate is really really pitcher heavy there's a big opportunity to cost a pitcher and i don't think we're getting a discount right as far as the price so right now i'm not excited uh, I mean, I think he's fine, and you know I'm not necessarily looking the load up on Detroit, but if Detroit cheapies are there, I'm more likely to roster Detroit cheap bats if they kind of make everything else work. But, yeah, I, I'm not – you know, I, I don't fully believe in – you know, the strikeout rate is what? Uh, we go back with the last two seasons for uh I'm trying to pull it up. I think it's like 25% up. Yeah, 24.9%. Nailed it. Uh, I won both – no, I went over. I was going to say I won both showcase showdowns. Um, yeah, but he walks too many guys. I, I'm not a Chatwood guy. No. Uh, and there's too many good pitchers and the price is too close to the elite guys. So I I can't do it. I know it's the Tigers, but it's a no for me.
0: Yeah. Like if we get some type of announcement that he's going to throw 85 pitches, um, I think he's in play at 9,100. It's the Tigers. Um, they're just, they're so bad. Alec Mills, like he, he didn't pitch (laughs) great. He struck out seven, not pitching great. Like, that's how bad this Tigers lineup is. So, um, just got to pay attention to see if we get any type of pitch count um, when it comes to him. And then on the other side, Turnbull, you already said it. We have a ton of pitchers on this slate. Turnbull's not a guy that's going to go out and, you know, throw the ball by a bunch of people. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass on
1: him. Do you have any
0: interest in Turnbull? Uh,
1: 8.7K for Turnbull? No. <laughs> There's no chance. Listen, what? he started it's the, the Greek season surprise. on fire.
0: <laughs> um, let's talk Cubs-Bats. Uh, what do you think here of the Chicago Cubbies?
1: Yeah, well, we saw Baez come alive last night, which is good to see. You know, he's kind of a streaky player. I know it's a whole conversation about, you know, streaks or streaks real. And I was talking about this with somebody else the other day. It's like, I think streaks are real, but I'm not really sure. We can't tell them when they're, you know, when they stop and start until everything is all said and done. We can kind of point and say. So I don't really know when it's going to stop and start, but yeah. Uh, in the old vacuum in the Hoover, uh, I like I like Baez a good bit. I think he, I presume, he's still three one on Fanduel. Is that still the asking price over there? Because it is, that's a pretty good price. Uh, DK specific, I'm pulling it up right now as far as Baez. Four uh, six, yeah, sure, fine, I suppose. Rizzo is five two. That's market price, if not a little bit more. I can't get excited about it. Uh, Schwarber, uh, he's probably still pretty cheap over in Fanduel as well too. It was two seven last night, so I presume his price has not moved uh yeah i'm interested in uh, the bats much more than turnbull on the chicago side
0: yeah the cubs are going to be massive chalk on um um fanduel like bias is 2.9k uh swarber Oof. is 2.7k so you're gonna see you're gonna see a lot of ownership on the cubs um over on fanduel rizzo's 3.2 app app is the highest price guy at 3.3 so I think like you might even see like four man Chicago Cubs stacks in like cash games on FanDuel. So um, I think they're going to be a really popular stack on this slate. Um, I like them on both sites. I-, I think there's enough ways to be different, different at pitcher on the slate. Um, so don't mind playing a chalky stack with an own pitcher. And as far as like the Detroit bats go, I'm going to say this pretty much every day. I don't have interest in these guys. Like there's just nobody that like I want to play um, and that I'm going to play.
1: Yeah, I mean, if only there's like a 2K guy on DK or something like that that pops up, uh, you know, randomly in the lineup. Chris, is, Chris Stewart, if he's still like 2.5 or something like that, and I need to make everything else work, for sure. But I'm not seeking him out, you know, just the salary cap, salary cap constraints. Uh, I'll plug somebody in, but I'm not excited about any of the Tigers, uh, you know, as a general thought.
0: All right, moving on. We got the Yankees and the Braves, Garrett Cole, Ian Anderson. Um, what's your thoughts here on Garrett Cole?
1: Yeah, Garrett Cole is an absolute stud. Um, you know he is awesome uh, now it's it's not so much what I think of Garrett Cole it's what I think of Gilito and I think of Luis Castillo and Shane Bieber uh, and all of them collectively and kind of sort of against each other uh, Garrett Cole is essentially the same price on Fandle as he is uh, I'm sorry on DK as he is with Bieber Bieber's 10-8 Cole is 10-6 uh, I, I was looking at this pre-show and I closed it out for whatever reason by accident but I believe Bieber is a thousand more than Cole on Fandle can you confirm
0: um, let's see. FanDuel pricing. Bieber is 12. Cole is 11.
1: Yeah. Uh, this Atlanta Braves lineup, you know, we always think of the Atlanta Braves as a team where, you know, we don't necessarily want to pick on, at least this is what we thought of them last year, uh, because they don't strike out a lot, but we of course know that that has changed with uh, the shuffling up of their lineup, uh, pulling it up as far as this year. Acuna
0: is supposed to be back tomorrow.
1: Oh, I did not see that note. How about Is he still out, Correct.
0: Uh, Albies is still out. Acuna took BP on Sunday and was supposed to be activated for this game. Like, obviously it hasn't happened yet, but like he's supposed to be back. Um, and like Acuna getting close too, for what it's worth. Like he was he was hitting in the cages on Friday and Saturday, too.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you want to get a one off power bat, that's super cheap against Cole. I suppose you can do that because he will. He will get up the occasional homer like Scherzer. Uh, that's something that will happen for sure. But like the K rate is still really good. Last two years. 38.5% uh, if you do the splits, he's actually got a much bigger K rate, well, much bigger. 41.8% versus lefties. The other set, you know, so uh, he's, I prefer him against the opposite side. And 35.4% against righties. And I was talking about as far as the Atlanta lineup, like you want Riley in there. Riley's going to be overmatched for sure. Uh, Matt Adams if he cracks the lineup. He's a big K guy as well too. Um, you know, there's no Mark Hakus most likely. I'm pretty sure he got hurt. I know he opted back in, but I think he's no longer available right now. NCRT is kind of a scrappy player you don't really want to face. But, yeah, I I like Cole a good bit, Um, you know, for sure. He's in the conversation as as far as my cash game pitchers uh, on DK, on Fando as well. I I don't think I'm rostering anybody against him on Atlanta. If I get beat by it, so be it. If there's a super cheap punt like an Adams, who who can take him deep? Uh, Maybe, you know, as a one-off, but I'm not stacking anybody in Atlanta. Welcome back, Acuna, but this is not the night for him.
0: Marquez is supposed to be back too. Uh, he never tested positive. Oh. He went on the COVID-19 list um, because he thought he was in contact with somebody um, that had it. And um, he never actually tested positive. So he's supposed to be activated um, as well. So we'll see what the lineup looks like. Um, if it's a right-handed heavy lineup, I love Cole. Um, you know, Acuna being back, he's striking out at a 31.5% rate this season. Um you know, Darno strikes out, Ozuna strikes out, Swanson strikes out, even though Swanson's having a great season. Like, you know, you mentioned Riley striking out, um, you know, Camargo's the guy that strikes out. So, you know, I'm obviously going to look at the lineup because I think it's going to come down to that. It's going to come down to who's umpiring the games. And, you know, when you're looking at Bauer and Cole, or not Bauer, Bieber, um, like Bieber's the guy, right, like on the season. But like Bieber against Minnesota, Cole against Atlanta, like they're both facing Tough matchups, and you already mentioned Lucas Giolito, Luis Castillo. Like these guys have better matchups on paper, so um, we do have some options and ways to go. And then on the other side, we got Ian Anderson. Anderson, um, big prospect for the Atlanta Braves, um, going to be making his major league debut. We were talking about this pre-show. Like this is a guy that started 2019 in Double A, um, got called up, and you know through five starts um, in Triple A right before the end of the season, gave up a lot of home runs, struggled with walks, but. Like, overall, his stuff is promising, but, you know, when I'm seeing A numbers that bad, usually he's not going to translate. But, Dean, this Yankees lineup, like, you were you were, you were, were making the
1: argument. Like, it's oh, – um... I'm not sure if I lost you or not, but uh, your voice kind of went out for a second. Hopefully we're still good to go. But, yeah, uh, I believe it was number three overall pick in the draft. He was in the Futures game in 2019. And, like a lot of young pitchers, you know, that are uber prospects, he's got great stuff. But, um, you know, he's super wild and you know that they, their piece flashed in Ks. he's also flashed a lot of walks i don't know why he would get pushed too deep i wouldn't think he would get pushed like the 95 or 100 pitches or beyond but uh i would say he's 5.5k on Fanduel, and it makes for an interesting dart um now there's going to be a mega uh, we talk about opportunity costs all the time there's we've already dropped the names of some of the pitchers going tonight there's going to be some big scores as far as the pitchers so you know, of course, you'll be able to load up with the Dodgers bats or something like that—some expensive bats out there to kind of balance things out for you. But, you know, uh, he, he's got to put up a decent score. Now, this Yankees lineup—who—who <laughs> who is still healthy on the Yankees? that's actually going to play baseball tomorrow.
0: Yeah, we'll see. What, we'll have to see what this lineup looks like. But you know, obviously, they're dealing with a ton of injuries right now. So, the Fanduel price makes sense. Eight point one K on DraftKings is probably too much for my my taste over there. Um, yeah. You know, facing Cole definitely hurts his upside to win the game over on FanDuel, Um, which I, I like that. And, like, especially if he's not going to go six and get the quality start, like, he's cheap. Um, but, we like, man, the Cubs are so cheap that it makes it so easy to pay up a pitcher on FanDuel, too. So, um, hey, here's a projected
1: lineup by, for New York. Uh, we got Hicks, Voight, Tauchman, Urshela, Gary Sanchez, Gardner, Frazier, Wade, and Estrada. If you guys missed it, uh, Torres uh One in the IL as well, joining Stanton, joining Judge, and I'm sure I'm probably missing somebody else.
0: Yeah, it's been a it's been a rough um, rough go this season for the Yankees. Um, so we'll have to kind of see how it plays out. But um do you have
1: any interest in the Yankees bats? Yeah, I mean, Voit's been going nuts. but was he at ten home runs so far this year? Plenty of pop in that bat, obviously. um And Anderson, you know, again, we don't know what you're going to get. This is the the Forrest Gump. You open the box of chocolates. You might get the coconut. That's that's the dud, right? That's the worst. When I like to like kind of match it up and see like the picture because I don't want it. Who wants the coconut? That's like you know seven walks in the first inning or something like that. We don't know what we're gonna get out of Anderson. He's a stud, not not a finished product just yet. And again, this is the presumption he's gonna start. I don't think it's officially been announced as of this uh as of this recording, but that's kind of where we're at. But um, also, he can go out there and maybe like pitch five solid innings and strike out seven or eight. These dudes probably pretty much never seen him before. Uh, advantage pitcher, at least the first time around. Uh, it's interesting for tournaments. I don't know if I'm going to play enough laps to get there. Uh, maybe the Yankee maybe Yankee stack, like an all or nothing, that kind of thing. What's your thoughts?
0: Yeah, Yankees are kind of where, like, I, I think the stack would be, because, like, they opted Tuki Toussaint to the bullpen, so, like, he could be a long reliever if Anderson gets in trouble fast. And, like, Tuki Tukey Toussaint is he's struggling this year, too. And, like, I'm a huge Tuki Toussaint fan. I think he has a ton of talent. But – I think like Voight, like home runs in four straight games, uh, five home runs in the last four games. So um, there's definitely ways to stack the Yankees. And like outside of Gary Sanchez, the, the overall stack is not, you know, super expensive <laughs> because, you know, they're on, they're on the back end of uh, this team uh, for sure here. So don't mind it's the Yankees stack. Either,
1: which is the problem. So yeah, the problem is it's not good, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. <laughs> these aren't great hitters, uh, but there's, there's some power there. I want to see the lineup. It's I, I hate to just sort of cop out, but I got to see what they're rolling out there. But uh, as of right now, Voight seems like the most appealing option. Uh,
0: as far as Atlanta goes, I think Freeman as a one-off is about all I have interest in against Cole. Like, Cole does give up a ton of fly balls and hard contact to lefties. And, like, Freeman's one of the be- better hitting left-handed, you know, hitters in baseball. I think Freeman as a one-off would be the only way i go. But, Dean, like – say all the time like it, it's so hard to one-off first basements because you almost always have first basements in your stack
1: yeah I uh I, I agree with you uh Freeman as a one-off is kind of sort of interesting and now that's just one way to be different you know that's it like if, if you're making like a chalky stack out there um uh, you know like you say as of right now looks the Cubs especially in Fandle are, are going to be fairly popular 10 game slate, so they can only be so popular I suppose but yeah that, that's one way to be different because most people just aren't going to do that and like you said, Cole, he's got a monster K, a K rate, over 40% versus lefties, but when he's not striking guys out, he'll give up fly balls, he'll give up some homers, and give us more contact, and that's right up Freeman's alley.
0: Uh, moving on here, we got Minnesota at Cleveland, um, Shane Bieber against Rich Hill. Uh, let's start here with um, Hill? Yeah, let's start here with uh, Rich Hill. Do you have any interest in him? No,
1: no, no, no. Uh, no Dick Mountain for me. I'm not interested. Yeah, like, if,
0: if he was going to be pitching, like, deeper into the games, I, I think, like, you can make an argument for him. We don't think he's going to pitch too deep here. He only threw 53 pitches in his last start. Really got beat up by, you know, one of the worst offenses in baseball. Um, so, listen, Cleveland's been really, really rough this year. But, like, if you look at their numbers since the start of last year instead of just looking at this year – they're a stack to look at on this slate um, with Rich Hill pitching so bad, and then on the other side we got Shane Bieber, great, phenomenal pitcher. You know he's coming into this start with a forty-three point three percent K rate, almost a nineteen percent swinging strike rate. He's just—he's on another planet right now as far as pitching goes. Um, but the matchup is tough. Like you know he's facing five guys with strikeout rates under twenty percent. Like, what do we do with Bieber at the top today?
1: Yeah, I mean, Beaver's just been uh, out of this world, like you said, as far as this season. Uh, this season specifically, 40.2 innings so far. He's K-rate's at 43.3%, which is completely silly. If you want to stretch it back to last year, it's 32.1%, which is still really good. Uh, I don't know how sustainable that will be. You don't necessarily need them to strike out 40% of dudes to justify that roster spot. Uh, like you said, there is some there is some power. Uh, there are some boppers in that Minnesota lineup. It's, it's somewhat fearful, but uh, and I would say right, right away, Fandle, like, it's really hard to make happen. Like, we saw it on Monday night with Bauer, who was 12K as well. And, you know, he, he's another guy that has a 40% K rate coming into the season. He actually had a lot of strikeouts on Monday night. But he also gave up, like, multiple homers, which was sort of a problem. Um, it's hard to make lineups work. And we, uh, Fandle, when you have a 12K pitcher, I think you got to have, like, what, 2-8 per stick, give or take. Uh, you know, you basically can't have Mike Trout. Like, there's just certain players you can't have unless you're just rostering a bunch of dudes that are, like, 2-2 two two or 2-3 two around him. Uh, on DK, we're looking at, what, as far as 10.8K? That that, that seems much more uh, attainable for me. By the way, on, on DK, I'm hitting the refresh button here. They have you Darvish as the pitcher. <laughs> this, I, don't, I don't know what just happened. Uh, is you Darvish pitching and not Chatwood? Oh, you know what's going on here? Ah, my bad. I clicked the remove non-probables uh, button. Good job, Dean. Yeah, well, you know. I, I was going to say he
0: just pitched like, what, two days ago?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I removed the remove non-probables click because I was looking for Tukey Tucson. I want to see when he last pitched. He pitched a couple of days ago, I think, but through an inning or something like that. But yeah, I'm like, wait, why is you Darvish? Forget everything <laughs> I just said about the Cubs and you Darvish. Fabulous performance, by the way. You guys should have rostered you Darvish. I'm sure this podcast recommended him. I would imagine so. Was it was on the weekend. Oh, well, it's <laughs> trying to give you the victory lap. Um, yeah, so let's get back on track. The Biebs, right? We're talking about Beaver. He's 10.8K, which, you know, on DK, it's much easier to make these pitchers work because the variance of, you know, uh, roster spots. You have, you've got hitters that are 2.5K. and Sure, there's 6K hitters as well, too, but 2K on DK is much different than 2K on Fandle as far as making things work, work from a salary construction, a roster construction perspective. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited about Beaver. I know there's some boppers in that Minnesota side, but I don't care. 10.8K. I'm interested. The only other conversation is that there's a lot of other guys that are good too, that are a little bit cheaper. Um, but beavers is hundred percent of my pool as far as pitchers. And I'm rostering no hitters against them.
0: Yeah. Like he, uh, he put up 46 DK points against this team earlier this season. Um, the upside is there. I'm not, I'm not playing anybody against him either. Um, I like Cleveland here, Dean, like they're, oh man, I've been burned so much by them this season to start the year, but like Luplow is cheap enough, um, to, you know, to make the stack work. Um, but the rest, like, they're actually kind of priced up on DraftKings. They're a little bit cheaper um, over there on FanDuel. So, like, again, like, probably going to end up playing them more on FanDuel, but uh, overall, like, I think this is a a really interesting spot to uh, look at Cleveland because Rich Hill has really struggled um, to start the year. Like, he's sitting at a 6 x fit with a, a strikeout rate under 10% and two starts.
1: Yeah, and Rich Hill is a man. He's 40. I mean, so there's a reason why. He's still throwing baseballs. good for him. Not a lot of velocity on him. If you stretch it back to last year, of course, a big history of injuries, 66 innings just as the sample size. But, yeah, 1.5 homers per nine. The K rate's pretty good, 27.4%. But um, yeah, you mentioned Leplo. If you look at the numbers last year, Leplo was one of the top five, top 10 hitters versus lefties. It's, he didn't, you know, he's the tricky part with him, of course, is what happens when a righty comes in because he gets the hook sometimes. And what's more tilting, Stevie, than like, oh man, a Luplow is going to come up with the bases loaded. And oh yeah, and then all of a sudden they bring a righty in and they go to the commercial break. And that's one of those hidden sweats. It's like they're going to the commercial break. <laughs> like, oh no, are they gonna pinch, they're going to pitch. You know, they're bringing a righty. Are they going to pitch it for him? It's that minute and a half where it's like, what's that? give me left low. And like, he might just ground out, but I just want the opportunity. But uh, yeah, he's, he rakes versus lefties. Um, I, I, I'm super interested in, but I'm always, it's where I'm always conflicted on this, especially from a cash game perspective, because my at-bats are precious. I want every bat I possibly can get. Um, I don't know yeah, what to do with him.
0: Cause Zimmer will probably be on the bench too. So if they do have that opportunity um, you know, obviously that's, that's a, that's a concern. Um in tournaments, I don't hate to play. In cash sure. games, I hear you. Um. Anyway, let's 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 move it along. Um, Oakland at Texas. Uh, we got Sean Manaya against Kyle Gibson. Do you have any interest in Sean Maniah here?
1: No, I mean, well, I probably shouldn't say no right away because it's Texas, right? And this is like the Detroit rule. Uh, you know, if you're facing Texas, you're supposed to be, uh, at least someone interested in. And again, I'll I'll fall back on the opportunity to cost of pitcher. He's seven five on DK, which is, you know, a fairly reasonable price, I suppose, as far as he's Texas this Texas lineup. Um, they rolled out that rookie there tonight. I presume he's going to draw the start once again, Tavares. But they they did bench uh, Joey Gallo tonight. Um, it's interesting. I was I was actually watching the broadcast, and they're they're wondering why Gallo was benched, but like he's been really bad of late. And then they were talking about Odor, who I think they said he's like one of thirty six. One hit in his last 36 at-bats versus lefties, and Manaya is another lefty. Uh, not just that, he's a big K-rate guy. Uh, Gallo, if he's not hitting homers, he's striking out, too. Santana, there's plenty of Ks. You know, Manaya is a decent K guy, 29.4%. So I, I guess I should have some interest. He's got to be in the pool. Uh, I'm not excited about it, and what most excites me is his opponent. Uh, Close that roof and face this terrible Texas team, and, okay, I guess we can do it. We can get six innings, six or seven Ks, a couple runs, we're fine. And just uh, now we got a few extra
0: dollars for our bats. My biggest issue with him, um, I think he'll get some ownership for sure. Um, Like, his velocity has been all over the place. Like, it was starting to trend in, like, the right direction. And then, like, the last start, like, yeah, he pitched good against Arizona in that start. Uh, But the velocity dipped way down. Uh, Babbitt was really low for him in that game. Like, XFIP and FIP were way higher than the ERA in that game. So, I don't know, like – and like he's not going to throw like more than like seventy five pitches. They do that, not that, let him. Yeah, that's the problem.
1: Yeah, yeah. I kind of I kind of so, missed that one, but yeah, he hasn't thrown more than seventy eight pitches all season, which, you know, obviously it subdues your upside.
0: So like I honestly, I probably have way more interest in like Chris Paddock um, in the same price range, but one hundred percent. I'm not going to write him off. Um, I just overall, I probably won't play him here. Uh, we have so many pitchers on this slate that I like more, and then. Kyle Gibson, on the other side, like, this dude is giving up so much hard contact on the season. So much hard contact. And, you know, we do a show every Monday on Grinders Live with me, you, and Kirk Dees. And, like, he has is, he is got me on this, like, Oakland crushes pitchers that don't throw hard. Well, Kyle Gibson's a guy that, like, lives in the 91-92 range. I think, like, I'm going to stay away from Gibson here. And, like, I might end up stacking Oakland on this slate.
1: Yeah, I'm not into Kyle Gibson. Uh, not a lot of upside there. Um, you know, he's he's just your standard run-of-the-mill, just kind of your average pitcher, right? Uh, I feel like I'm pulling the numbers. You have know the numbers up in front of you because I, doesn't he have a history of being reverse splitsy?
0: He is very reverse splitsy. Yeah, he gives up a lot more um, power and stuff to righties. And well, isn't Oakland actually... like, a
1: terrible opponent for him then, if that's true?
0: Yeah, like, this is, you know, because, like, even, like, Grossman, who would be on the left side and Olsen, like, they're good lefties. So, like, you know, the splits are not too reversed for them. But, yeah, like, uh, you know, you look at Chapman, Kana, um, you know, some of these guys, Simeon, like, they're, they're probably getting a boost here because, you know, Gibson, lower strikeout rate, higher walk rate um, against righties. So, I'm going to pass on Gibson. Like I said, I kind of like, I kind of like this Oakland stack. I think they're um, they're super in play here. You know, depending on like what type of ownership, because they're expensive. Maybe this is might be one of those stacks that on a ten game slate come in super low owned because nobody wants to pay the prices for them.
1: And also, I think also people are just thinking that this ballpark is, and it's a small sample size. It looks to be the, the way, but it's a pitcher's ballpark in Texas, right? Presuming the roof is closed. I think people are on top of that and. That's been the early results, and, you know, a lot of times first impressions matter. But, uh, you know, I, I think people will kind of stay away from that, but for sure, uh, the, I, I have no uh, issue with Oakland as a stack. I pulled it up as far as – this is 2018 and 2019. I threw out this year's numbers. just just got a bigger sample. As far as the ISO, isolated power, uh, Gibson versus lefties, 143, versus righties, 166. So, yeah, more power to the right-hand side. More Ks to the right-hand side, too. Uh, for what it's worth, 24.8% and uh, just 19.3% versus lefties. And as far as fly balls, good. you know, doesn't give up a ton of fly balls, just 25% fly balls to righties. But, uh, yeah, uh, like we said, the, the more power, at least when the ball is getting hit, more power to the righties as opposed to the lefties. But, you know, it, it's not like this great matchup It's showing off the page, but it, it's certainly in play and something that, uh, you know, if you're running up a ton of lineups, I wouldn't uh, completely ignore it.
0: Um, do you have any interest in the
1: Texas bats? Yeah, they're they're just terrible. <laughs> I can't get excited about them. No, uh, I don't think so. Uh they're they're a terrible ball club. Uh I, I watched this rookie's first couple of bats tonight. I I was hoping for him to swipe a bag because that's what he was known for in the minor leagues. I think he had thirty last year. Uh I presume he's gonna bat leadoff, and I presume he's still super cheap. So maybe. But uh, I want to see what Manaya as far as how he is holding on runners, which I don't have in front of me. As far as the battery, but uh, otherwise, yeah. Just as like a salary saver, like nobody's going to play Joey Gallo, you probably shouldn't. But you know, if you believe, do you believe in the adage of like uh, this guy just he, he's going to have a day when he comes back from having his day off? All of a sudden, his brain is uh, cleared of whatever, like whatever sort of terrible things are going on. It's now it's a fresh day. Is that a thing? Is that a narrative?
0: Uh, I don't know. Shamanaya is just so – like, he's so good against lefties. I don't, I, I probably can't. Like, uh, yeah. Like, even in his struggles, like, he's been good against lefties. So, I'll probably pass on Gallo. Gallo makes contact. He goes over the wall. Like, or it's a double. So, like, you, you always can play Joey Gallo. But
1: – Yeah. You're just – you're asking –
0: he's 4,800. You're just asking so much, um, lefty, lefty one-off type of play there. So I- I'll probably pass.
1: Is there any Brady power you like in the Texas side?
0: No, like Frazier, but like, I don't trust Todd Frazier. Um,
1: <laughs> trying to steal a bag tonight, old man, Todd Frazier. <laughs>
0: he does that every once in a while. Um, but yeah, he's like Spoiler alert. he's 3,600. Um, yeah, I, I honestly, I don't, I don't love it. Um, the young kid, if he bats leadoff again, is only three K. I don't hate it. Um,
1: he, he was two yeah. K in Fandle last night. So again, if you need a salary saver and he's leading off, he's two K. I suppose you can do worse. Assuming he's two K again. Reds and Brewers. Luis Castillo,
0: Brandon Woodruff. Uh, one of the lowest totals that we have on the slate. Um, Castillo, like this is a pick'em game. Um, we saw Bauer struggle a little bit um, against Milwaukee. You know. Just, like, I'm going right back to the well, Dean. I don't care. Like, this offense has shown me nothing this year. I know Bauer struggled a little bit, but right back to the well for me on a pitcher against Milwaukee with this type of caliber of upside.
1: Yeah, but my issue is that we've not seen a ceiling game this year from Luis Castillo. Like, it just hasn't ha- – against Detroit opening day, or more or less opening day. His yeah, it's the first
0: start of the season. Yeah,
1: yeah but since then – He's, like, labored. Last time he pitched three and a third, 89 pitches. Uh, he's been wild. You know, two walks in three and a third. He had two walks in the start before that in six innings. Uh, he had four walks before that against Cleveland. I, I, I wish we had the umpire data. He's one of those guys where I, I kind of obsessed over umpire data, but I want to I pitch his umpire with Luis Castillo. Um, you know, we, we just haven't seen it. He, I don't know what's wrong with him. looking at the numbers. Like, the, the K rate's there. The K rate's still over 30% this season. Um, and like you said, this Milwaukee lineup, obviously there are plenty of K's to be had, uh, even from the, the, the power bats, a guy, Kira, you know, 31%. Yelich, I believe is striking out more this year for what it's worth. Like he's kind of, you know, it's small sample, whatever, whatever, but Yelich is striking out 29.9% this season, which is, that's not what he does historically. Uh, and, and if you look at the, you know, the plate IQ, everything's popping as far as green outside of like Garcia and, you know, uh, Urias, uh, I, I like Castillo. It's kind of baked into the price. You no, know, 9.6K on DK. We're getting a dip in comparison to Beaver. We're getting a dip in comparison to Cole. Rightfully so. Okay, I feel better about those guys. You know, if they're all the same price. Castillo's third, correct? Even the matchup, I think.
0: Uh, it's so close to me. Um, like, really going to come down to where I'm at salary wise. Like, I know Castillo can put up 30 just like Beaver and Cole and the matchup is so much better for Castillo than it is for Cole and Beaver. But like my initial like reaction when I opened up the slate and I started looking at it was Castillo Giolito on the same team, just facing those bad offenses and just kind of um, building around that. Um, But like Paddock is so cheap against Seattle um, Mm -hmm. that like you might be able to play like Beaver Cole with Paddock and have enough to build, but I think they're all, like, there's four really, really good options on this slate at the top. Um,
1: It's a great slate from a pitching perspective. I don't love any hitters yet, necessarily. We talked about the Cubs and Fandles specifically because of the prices, but, you know, we'll talk about the Dodgers soon enough, too, and if you have salary to make it work against uh, uh, Johnny Cueto and all those gyrations. I mean, I love watching him pitch. He's fun, his his movements and all that, but it's – you know, it's smoke and mirrors, and it's it's uh you know it's barely that these days.
0: Uh, Brandon Woodruff on the other side, you know I, Woodruff is a good pitcher. Like he is, he's proved that like he's a good pitcher. Um, he's eight point two K. He has struggled his last couple starts out. Um, he did not pitch well against this team earlier this season either. Um, like I'm probably gonna pass on Woodruff here. Um, I like Paddock below him. I like Castillo and Giolito above him. Like. I probably won't stack the Reds, but I probably won't play Woodruff here either.
1: He's another guy that just tends to not be very efficient, and he doesn't go very long. And you know, he's not a guy that's going to throw 100 pitches. They, they usually let him go in the mid 80s, the 90s, or something like that, or so. Uh, you know, we, we talked about Lance 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 Lynn is a, a, a dying breed. Going into going in the uh, going into Monday night, he had 29 starts consecutively of 100 more pitches thrown. He might have actually not did that tonight. I think they might have pulled him in, like, 99 or something like that. We'll say. I'm curious now. I'm going to go back and check that. These things are important, Stevie. That streak has to continue. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, I think the problem with Woodruff is he's on the wrong slate. Like, maybe – I don't know who's pitching tomorrow. A lot of good pitchers going tonight. Probably not the same collective as far as talent. Like, if he was on tomorrow night's slate, I'd be much more interested. For sure you can do it. But uh, I do agree. Paddock is a better play, and he's cheaper uh, but yeah he's a guy that could also strike out eight or nine uh, I, I feel like he's like a third time around issue guy, which is something I want to dig into. Uh, this is the first look, obviously, and they tend to like keep an eye on him the third time around as far as the lineup, but well, that um,
0: bullpen is so good too that like if the yeah if, if he gets into any kind of trouble the third time through like it's crazy like I was looking there I was watching a game the other night, and they were like they had a graph up on and they were showing like just how few times the they like pitchers go thir- 3 times around right now it's crazy so um the game has
1: definitely changed
0: it has it's changed a lot um but yeah um is there any bats in this game like overall like this is one of those games where i feel i respect both these pitchers vegas respects both Same. of these pitchers like I, I don't ever think I, you could talk me off of like a Casti, Castellanos or Moustakis, like one off. I think Yelich is always in play, but like overall, this is a game that I probably will stay away from.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the righties, I have no interest in against Woodruff. Uh, the lefties, you know, the, the, he is more vulnerable. He stretched back the last two years. It's still really good, but the ISO against righties is awesome. Uh, it's still good, but not as awesome. Like, like 153 ISO, which is good. Uh, the K is still at 27.8%. Like you said, potential one-off if you need it, if you want to be different or whatever, nice ballpark, especially for lefty power. Um, if Mr. Steel, your girl, the flirter, Jesse Winker, if he's like super cheap, but he, again, we talk about two teams that pinch hit a lot. This is one of those teams Cincinnati. I don't like to mess with them lefty righty stuff because they do goofy things all the time. Um, yeah, I, I just, it's it's not it's not exciting it's not moose you know revenge game for moose whatever sure but uh i i i'm more interested in the, in the pitchers in this game as opposed to the hitters all right moving on we got pittsburgh
0: at chicago taking on the white socks steven brought lucas giolito uh giolito a big um favorite in this game any interest here in brought like he got stretched <laughs> out finally like he, he he went um what 80 pitches so like this is not going to be like an opener situation anymore. Um, I think that's something that we need to note.
1: Okay, noted. <laughs> no, I, mean, I, 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 oh, no, I don't I, have I, any I interest in him. Yeah, I'm yeah, just I, saying, I like, just, like
0: yeah. yeah, like he he surprisingly came out of nowhere and like went 80 pitches against Cleveland last time out.
1: Yeah, um, and that's interesting for sure. Uh, but I mean, I assume this the uh, Chicago side, the White Sox, uh, Jose Abreu is alive. Lots of power on this White Sox side and. Uh, then that's what I'm interested in much more than Brawl. I imagine you are just the same. Oh, is it Chicago the Chicago Day? Sox. Just the Cubs, it's the Cubs and the White Sox. Is that what we're looking
0: at? Love the White Sox. Um love Lucas Giolito. Like oh, yeah. I have been talking about this uh for weeks upon weeks upon weeks now. Like the Pirates are bad. They are real their offense is bad. Um terrible. They're 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 last in WRC plus, they're last in WOBA. Uh, They're last in ISO against right-handed pitching. Like, this offense is – and, like, Colin Moran left the game the other day. Like And, like, uh, I think he's in concussion protocol. So, like, that is one of the lefties that I actually semi-worry about in this lineup. But, like, even Josh Bell, when you look at his numbers this season, 111 ISO, 248 WOBA, 31% K rate. Like, this whole – well, like – dean we talk about it all the time like he doesn't have a lot of protection like polanco is not terrible but like the protection's not there like brian reynolds is hitting in front of him and polanco hitting behind him like you can pitch around josh bell as much as you want right now and make him chase to do anything so i love lucas giolito here like who beats you in this lineup
1: so i pulled up the plate iq and this is like small sample size this season obviously but It's all red, man. And red is bad. Reds mean you're not doing well. The only good (laughs) green spot is, if you guys don't use play IQ, you should. It's my favorite thing here at RG. Uh, Polanco at 310 as far as his ISO. Good. Whoop-de-doo. And 49 at-bats. And, again, these are all small sample size. But collectively, 127 ISO, 244 WOBA, and cherry on top. Well, this is more than this. This is like the ice cream, isn't it? Because Ks are king. They strike out at 26.4% collectively. They can't hit. And they're striking out a ton. And Giolito's a stud. So I mean, can I just roster like five pitchers? Is that will DK allow that today?
0: Well, that's why, like I was saying, like you you can make an argument for coming down from Bieber and Cole. Like you, you oh, right. really can. Like Castillo and Giolito are in such great spots. You can make an argument uh, because we do live in a world of a salary cap. And then like do. over on FanDuel, it's a little bit harder to make the argument, right? Cole is 11K. Giolito is 10-4. Um, I still like Lucas Giolito. I'm hoping that like we see really low ownership on him because Castillo is 91. I think he's going to be very popular over on Fanduel. So um, love the spot. It's a great spot. Um, he should dominate here. Um, I have no interest in the Pirates bats. Zero interest. Zero. Um, not even the old fashioned like morning grind hedge stack. Zero interest in this
1: spot. It's one of those weird nights where, like, I might build a lineup and, like, I'll, I'll save my pitcher for the end on FanDuel. <laughs> <It's just like, laughs> you know what I mean? Like, build your stacks and it's like, okay, wh- wh- who do I have left? Like, and now, obviously, if it's Steven Brault, like, that's the, you start over again. That's the only pitcher you have left that's available for salary funds. But, yeah, um, it's going to be interesting. Making, it's going to be fun making a some of there. It might be more of a tournament night than a cash game night because, you know, th- there's so many uh, options you can pick as far as the pitchers. I, I assume we're picking on Brault. Yes,
0: we are. Like, have you like looked at Tim Anderson's numbers against lefties this season? Like, they're they're gonna go, they're gonna regress big time. Um, but <laughs> just insane his numbers against lefties. Like, it's something Whoa. like an eighty eighty percent hard contact rate in um, twenty five plate appearances or something like that. So, um, it, Is that it's nine
1: seventeen ISO nine seventeen ISO. It's nutty. <laughs> It's 26-plate um, appearances, but that is insane. Yeah.
0: I know you, I know you don't love hot streaks, Dean, but uh, do we believe in the Jose
1: Abreu hot streak yet? I believe – well, the wind was blowing out. I was watching that game too. And, uh, yeah, he got – he it got, uh, helps from a couple homers for sure. But, look, I believe in matchups. <laughs> this matchup <laughs> is really, really good. Uh, Abreu against Brault. You know, Brault is uh, not a good pitcher, obviously. Um, we, we shoot him away pretty quickly for good reason. Uh, not, not a big K guy, even worse against righties, 18% K percent. Walks 12% of guys. This is the last two seasons stretched out. The Woba is 340, which is too high. Um, yeah, pretty good on fly balls. I'll give him that, 31.8%. Sure, there you get a little shout-out for Brawl. But, yeah, I I like that whole side of Anderson, Mancata, Breu, the kid Robert. Um, you know, Menez didn't mean to skip anybody. I, I, I'm i told the judge has it. Uh, Legend has it that uh, James McCann, uh, Concardi confirmed this. He's a lefty master. I've heard that word in the street. I was getting my shoes signed. Um, Yeah, he's four point
0: two k though. Oh, Oh. it it's hard to. I love James McCann and I play him more than probably everybody in the industry. But it's hard to pay four point like the. The problem that you have with the White Sox stack is there's no cheap bat to go with it. I guess Mendek if he cracks the lineup and you want a cheap bat to go with it. Um, but like, yeah, overall, two six on DK. Yeah. To stack the white Sox on DraftKings is going to be tough. Uh, they're very, they're priced up for the guys that you want. So, you know, even if you go like Castillo paddock, um, you're still around like 4k per hitter and that's still going to be really hard to do. Um, you know, with, with these guys priced up the way they are.
1: DK gives you though, they're still giving those like 2.5 3k guys to make things work. There's, they're popping up still. You know, we talked yeah. about the the dude on Texas.
0: Yeah, but you're not right? gonna you're not gonna win tournaments with those guys usually, though. That's the only Sometimes. problem. Well,
1: yeah, I, mean, I guess
0: it depends on what the White Sox stack do. Like, you know, we've been going here, and we really haven't loved a lot of offenses yet for ten game slate. So,
1: no, we're gonna love we like, this offense like the though. Dean, teams, go ahead.
0: The Royals and the Cardinals. Matt Harvey is on this slate, Um and yeah. Adam Wainwright's on this slate. Bet the over in this game. Um
1: Well, what year is this game taking place?
0: Yeah, this is uh, 2020. We're about to be over in this game. Um, Listen, Matt Harvey struck some guys out in his uh, season debut, but he also um, allowed a ton of power. Do you have any interest in playing Matt Harvey, Dean? Uh,
1: No. Uh, I was going through it, and I was checking his velocity. I think it was 93.5 was his velocity in, in that game. And, you know, it's a far cry from what he used to be. I think he used to throw, like, what, 96 97, 95, pretty comfortably. Last year, he was sputtering out to about where he's at right now. He had some 94s, 93s, kind of going through his game log. But, um, I mean, good for him for, like, trying. Like, I, he, he probably has a lot of money, and he doesn't have to be throwing baseballs and getting made fun of, like, by idiots on podcasts like us. <laughs> but uh, I appreciate the effort. But um
0: I appreciate him pitching. Uh you know, he's he's a guy that that like it, it's an instant stack every time he pitches. So I appreciate him going out there and um throwing baseballs that go over the fence. My issue
1: is the Cardinals stink.
0: Hey, listen, everybody told me the Cardinals stink yesterday and what they put up 10 runs or something like that. Like
1: Well, I mean, they you know,
0: uh, they did squirrel. they did plenty.
1: Yeah, sure, I suppose, but I, I just have a hard time Goldie, sure. Uh, Carpenter, yeah, I guess. DeYoung, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I I, I can't get excited about these guys.
0: Oh, man, like, I get excited. Like, Brad Miller, like, I talked about this on the show yesterday. Um, Like, he is crushing the baseball. He's 4.1K. He's crushing the baseball this season. Like, he's just not stopped hitting whatsoever. Um, So – Anyway, let's really quickly talk about Adam Wainwright. Wainwright, you know, he has transformed in this guy that's just going to pitch to ground balls. Strikeout rate is a little higher um on the season than I think it will be when the season ends, but this is a guy with a 2 ERA with a 4.3 xFIP. Um there's hmm. there's regression. There's regression. It, it's just it, it's always like this with ground ball pitchers. Um my issue with him is like it's more of like a cutter than a sinker. And, like, I like ground ball guys that throw sinkers um, way more than I like ground ball guys that throw cutters. So I don't hate the matchup for him, but I just I, – I don't play Adam Wainwright.
1: Uh, Adam Wainwright this season, 6.3% on the fly ball rate. That's lucky. Um, 189 BABIP, that's super lucky. Uh, yeah, which speaks to his uh, ERA being two. And his Sierra being 4 or 5 5. Uh, the ground balls are there 52%, 30% fly ball rate, 40.7% hard hit rate. Uh, my, yeah, Solaire. Like, why not? Let's get some Solaire in our life. I, I always love him as a one off. He feels like, a, for whatever reason, maybe because he plays in Kansas City, this feels like a guy who just gets a little too neglected, you know? Unless, unless it was like the beginning of the year and Kansas City was like, everybody was 2K. Remember that? Remember the opening? On everybody was 2K on DK. That was fun. We were all playing Mikel Franco for like a week. <laughs> that happens. Um, but otherwise, I just – you know, Mondesi has been super disappointing. Uh, with Merrifield, it just always seems like way too expensive. Sell me on Kansas City.
0: I don't want to – like – I think you could play Dozier, Soler, O'Hearn as like maybe like a three-man. Um, but it's more of like I just don't want to play – 8.4 for Wainwright like I'm hoping they score a few runs he doesn't strike a bunch of people out and it kind of null and voids itself but
1: we can just ignore Solaire, the game game we ignore it
0: yeah like I so is always a guy you can play like he's 4.1k he has multiple home run upside Dozier is a guy that has a lot of power too like you could play these guys um Anytime that you want. And like they're they're in that price range where they're kind of price juicy um for this slate when you're looking at the pitchers. So I don't hate it. Um, you know, you and you throw O'Hearn in there and you can do whatever you want with the rest of your lineup because he's just always so cheap. Um rough year for O'Hearn so far. Um you know, zero home runs on the season, but we know historically he has power. It just really hasn't shown yet this year. Um, so, like, that is – that's the only concerning thing. But, Dean, I love the Cardinals here. Like, I I really hope they keep Brad Miller at the top of the order because, um, like I was saying, I, I really like him. A little worried about DeJong. Like, you know, he, he had such a huge – like, such a long break, um, you know, overall with COVID and, like, taking time off and, like, feel like his timing is going to be something that like is going to take him a little while but you know we say that and you know he had three rbis he he looked decent at the plate and i watched some of this game so um i I just overall love the cardinals here like uh yeah like this is a great spot for them
1: yeah i mean sure uh i'm not gonna sit here and say you can't play guys against uh, against matt harvey in the year 2020 uh i don't know how to what to do with DeYoung because I don't know how to you know project players coming off COVID. I'm sure different players act, act in different ways and that affect people in different ways and it's hard to speculate. Uh, he just came back so I don't know, but um, yeah, I mean if it's the Young at the standard, you know right out of the box to Paul DeYoung, it's 4.1K. Sure, uh, I have interest in that, but I just as as I, maybe it's just a bias. I just find them, I find the Cardinals be like the most boring team. Just the most vanilla, boring team in baseball. There's just nothing sexy about that team. I don't have the greatest fans in the world. Don't don't at me. uh...
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's just one of those things. I think that overall, um, you're you're definitely looking at them here. Um, Just you know, it's it's Matt Harvey. So, Uh, moving on, we got the Mariners and the Padres. Marco Gonzalez, Chris Paddock. Um, Any interest here in
1: Marco Gonzalez? This I'll give the same answer I gave before. I think it's the wrong slate for him. Like, it's six point six k. So, and he's a guy that like, if you catch him on the right night, he can go seven innings. Like, that's something he can do. Uh, he's one of he's one of their. I guess he's their ace by default in Seattle. I think. I feel like he is. He's, he's like their horse. He's like their lance. There's their Lance Lynn. You know, he's a guy that can let go for a hundred pitches or so. The veteran that they're not really concerned about his arm so much. Uh, the problem is he's very average. Just sort of like he's one of those guys that I, I generally don't seek out to pick on, and I'm just almost never going to roster unless I'm desperate for a night. And we spoke about it multiple times now. The arms are really good. Now it does open up some salary at 6.6k, so that's that's the most appealing thing about him. If he can kind of eke his way to 15, you know, and all of a sudden you could load up on White Sox or load up on Dodgers, then sure, then we're talking. But otherwise, again, not seeking him out. But if he's like a somebody that kind of makes everything else work, I suppose. I guess you can in a pinch, but that's not something I want to do.
0: Lanson threw 105 pitches, by the way. Um, there you go, you got that. But yeah, like Marco Gonzalez is like probably the only guy that I would play under Sean Manaya. Um, but I also, I also think like the Padres could win you a tournament on this slate too. So um, I don't know.
1: I, lo- I agree I'm, with oh, that, by the way. There's not a lot of guys, but I agree. No Rich Hill, no Gibson, uh, no Young, no Cueto, no Brawl, no Harvey. So I do agree. He's the cheapest guy you can consider rostering
0: yep. on DK. Paddock on the other side, you know, it, it's been very, very hit or miss for him um, to start the year. Like, he's looked great in some starts, and then some starts he's really struggled. Uh, and, and we see that with younger arms sometimes. But, like, this is a spot that you can close your eyes and just hope that he gets there. Um, they they called it Fraley. They traded Vogelbach um, to the Blue Jays. Um you know that takes away some strikeouts. We we have no idea what to expect from Fraley, um, prospect, but yeah, like I don't know. Um, overall, Dean, I think that Paddock is cheap enough that like we just gotta we just gotta play him here.
1: You want as many righties as possible in this lineup. They did lose Vogelbach, but they still have uh, Haggerty a switch hitter, Crawford the lefty, Seeger the lefty, uh, Fraley is a lefty and Long's a lefty, so four. We're going to project four righties versus five lefties. You know, his case over the last two years, 29.8% versus righties, which is really good, 22.3% versus lefties, which is, you know, kind of sort of league average uh, and give much more power to lefties as well, too, a 208 ISO. Um, but I the, the price kind of puts you there, and the matchup in the Seattle offense is not very scary, obviously. Um, and what lefty power bats are we afraid of? I suppose a guy like Seager can bang one out. But, uh, you know, Lewis, the rookie, has been really solid, but he's coming at it from the right side. Uh, he's striking out a bunch too, but he's shown plenty of pop as well. But uh, the price at 7.8K, it's really hard. Uh, it, it's, you know, you could have Paddock, I presume. I haven't built the lineup just yet, but I presume Paddock is one of the studs you've already mentioned. And, uh, you know, also get some premium bats as well too, and kind of the best of both worlds. So that's kind of what I'm looking at in my head right now. This is a first look, but Paddock is my SP2 with one of the big arms. What's that? you no
0: yeah i already kind of mentioned um i like how that i like how that build looks um as far as the bats for seattle goes you can always play off nola i think he's one of the better hitting catchers in baseball uh but outside of that like you know seeker's always a little interesting he's not a guy that typically strikes out he makes a lot of hard contact um but overall i, I just i don't love seattle here like Seager as a one-off, Nola as a one-off. If you want to pay up a little bit of catcher, but uh, I'm not going to go out of my way to play these guys.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that same thought. Same thought. If I if like, like the last man in is a one-off, like okay, and Paddock's not in the lineup, whatever. I suppose I can do that. I'm, I suppose I can do worse, but that's not ideally. That's not what I'm uh, not what I'm trying to do. As far as picking on Marco Gonzalez, uh, what are we doing? Are we, are we considering Tatis and Machado?
0: I think you have to right. Um you know, you have to consider San Diego at this time. Like, they have so much upside. Um, you know, they're they're expensive. Well, Tatis is expensive and Machado is expensive. The rest of the stack is actually really affordable. Um, like, because if you're stacking San Diego, I know it's a lefty-lefty with Gresham, but, like, you're hoping that you get Gonzalez out there early enough. Um, you know, Ty France is really cheap. Will Myers is really cheap. Um, if you want a cheap catcher, Austin Hedges is, like, 2.9K. Uh, he's been terrible to start the year, but, like, just throwing names out there. Um, uh, just – I think they're in play. I think they can win you a tournament. The upside for San Diego, they can win you a tournament. Um, so, like, whether you want a three- or five-man them, I think they're in play here. Um, like I said, you put Tatis and Machado in there and you make them five-man, you, you, the other three guys are going to be all under 4K. So, it's super stackable.
1: Do you believe having a low home run to fly ball rate is a skill?
0: I believe some pitchers just throw a ground balls and Marco Gonzalez is one of those guys that his fly ball rate um, is way up this season. And if he continues to give up a lot of fly balls and a lot of hard contact, like he is right now, we're going to see that number really increase. Um, and we've seen guys for years, be able to do it. It's just the ballpark helps him too. Like he pitches in Seattle. Um, so like the ballpark helps him as well, but overall, like, most of the time when I'm looking at that kind of stuff, I, I want to see it still be a ground ball pitcher. Like I don't like fly ball pitchers that give up a lot of hard contact.
1: Yeah. i mean, stretch it back to last year, last two seasons, uh, you know, 41% ground ball rate His fly ball rate at 38.4%. But his home run the fly ball rate, 232 innings. As far as the sample size is 9.5%, which is, you know, that's really good. You can argue he's been lucky. Uh, maybe he's getting a lot of pop-ups. Who was the guy that like Marco Estrada was always the guy. We would talk about his home on the fly ball rate and yep. like, always well, gets like, gets a lot of pop-ups. So you gotta, you gotta keep digging, I suppose. But just on the surface, looking at, looking at that number, it's like, well, that seems like maybe he's been a little bit lucky.
0: Hey, it's Stevie TPFL telling you there are 100 million reasons why you should listen up. DraftKings, the leader in one day fantasy sports is celebrating the return of sports by giving up to $100 million in prizes to all of their customers, including one lucky winner who will take home a $1 million cash prize to claim your share of up to 100 million in instant giveaways. All you have to do is download the app, sign up using promo code grind, and then enter DraftKings free football survivor pool. Yes. It's really that easy to claim your share of up to 100 million in instant giveaways and put yourself in the running to win a $1 million cash prize while the top prize is reserved for one lucky winner everyone who signs up and enters DraftKings free football survivor pool will receive an instant bonus of at least $5 in value upon entering i got 3 bucks so while you're in the app well, don't not forget at
1: least, that's not at least 5
0: was it yeah maybe it was maybe it was 5 um while you're in the app don't forget to check out all the great daily fantasy i think i got tickets too um contest draftkings is hosting for this week's basketball and golf action Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code GRIND to claim your share of $100 million in instant giveaways and put yourself in the running for the $1 million top cash prize. That's promo code GRIND to get your share of $100 million in prizes only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Rockies and Diamondbacks, Herman Marquez against Alex Young. Um, Man, Arizona really let us down um, on Monday Herman Marquez is a guy that when he's outside of cores, he flashes some big upside overall this season. Like we really haven't had that like huge Herman Marquez game outside of when he faced, um, the giants, like this is a spot that he is. He's kind of interesting. Like, I, I think a lot of people will go paddock and he's really interesting for tournaments.
1: Yeah, or if you really want to open things up, you, you have a double barrel as far as the mid-tier guys. You have Aaron Marquez and, you know, pair him with Paddock or something like that. Then you can have some fun as well, too. But, yeah, I, I'm kind of an Aaron uh, truther to some extent. Uh, you prefer him on the road, obviously. Uh, stretch it back the last two years, 24% K rate. Really solid when it comes to walks as well, too, as 5%. This Arizona lineup, it's funny. They got, they went from chalky to, like, I think they're going to be mostly ne- neglected. You know, just it's interesting how things change from slate to slate, obviously. And the Arizona lineup has not been good this year. Basically, outside of Calhoun, Ketel uh, Martez lost his power. I'm not ready to – I mean, small sample sizes. I'm not ready to say it's like it's gone, but he's not been in for power at all. Both Marte's have been kind of subdued this year. Uh, disappointing. Um, I like Marquez. Pretty fair price. Um, maybe if you look at ownership and you want to make the same lineup, make the same exact lineup, with, with one with Paddock and one with Marquez. Like I do that sometimes or just – what you know if you if you're somebody that makes multiple lineups just kind of swap one in swap one out and it's certainly plausible that marquez can outscore paddock by 15 points like these things do happen uh and then that could be a huge separator in tournaments uh and like you talk about how to be your lineups are chalky that's one way to become unchalky. just move one player or just yep. one hitter uh and that's just something you can do uh, And then you'll have like a one v one and you know if it, most a, a large percentage of what you're going against uh you're probably going to lose, I suppose. Paddock is probably going to be favored from, from the projections, I would imagine. Probably not by much. But, uh, yeah, just a thought there, just throwing out there for tournaments. I, uh, I'm i not in Arizona. I'm out in Arizona. I like Marquez. I haven't went at the prices yet. Unless somebody's crazy cheap, uh, I'm out. What say you?
0: Yeah, I, uh, no interest for in me. Um, yeah, no interest. And then, like, Alex Young. I know, like – He's had some upside, um, you know, strikeout-wise to start the season, but, like, he still gives up (laughs) so much um, while striking guys out. Like, we saw, like, he started the season more of, like, a bullpen, one-inning type of guy, and, like, they've stretched him out a little bit. Um, And, like, when you look on paper, his strikeout stuff is super interesting. Um, But, yeah, like, overall, I I don't have interest here. Like, I I like – picking on Colorado when they're outside of cores, But, like, we know the roof's going to be open in Arizona. And just overall, um, I don't have any interest in him.
1: Yeah, he's another guy, like you said, that he finally let him go as far as pitches. He threw 86 last time out. And that was in four innings. Gave a couple homers. Um, You know, and lefties, obviously, the two guys that jump out on the Colorado side, our story and Arenado. Uh, For what it's worth, Blackham was a late scratch for Colorado tonight, uh, Monday night. I don't know the reason for it. just going to keep an eye on it. That, that'll make the lineup a little bit weaker, maybe they give him another day, who really knows. Uh, you know, it's I'm not terribly enthused with young. I guess he's one of those cheapies that like I suppose that Colorado lineups without Blackman and there's a you know, Matt Kemp once upon a time used to be able to hit lefties, but I'm not a Matt Kemp truth truther in twenty twenty. Like that's just not happening on my end. Um Yeah, it's it's hard to get excited. I, I suppose we thought we could talk about Story uh, and Arnado as, you know, when Colorado's outside of cores, then just nobody plays them. Like, that's just <laughs> – oh, they're not in cores, you can't play them. They don't even look and see if they're facing a lefty. They just cross them off the list. So, uh, Story hit a bomb on Monday night. They're like I got, I think it's still going. It was ridiculous to lead off the game. But, um, yeah, uh, for tournaments, I, I like Story, Story and Aronado. That's kind of the, the cheap way out. I don't know if they make a cash game build. Probably not. They're probably too expensive to justify it. But, uh, yeah, they got to be in your, your tournament pool. Otherwise – there's not much else to get
0: excited about. I got ten dollars in tickets, by the way. When I did the, I had to go back and look and see what it gave me. It's ten dollars in tickets. So, I got
1: at least um, five. Yeah, nice.
0: Yeah. So, uh, like, 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 Story Aranato, or ten dollars in like DK dollar, whatever it is. Um, Story Aranato, our our fantastic place. Um, I know Aranato really hasn't had like that. Big game against lefties. I'm not looking at, like, a 29-to-plate appearance sample size for him. I'm looking at three or four years of sample for him. He crushes okay. lefties. So, like, my issue here is if Blackman's out, like, we'll have to see what this lineup looks like because, like, if they go, like, maybe Hampson, Story, ornato then, like, you, you can make an argument for, you know, making, like, a little three-man stack here. Um, sure. But, like, if they throw some random – you know lefty in there like it's harder you know Tapia. to get that yeah like it's just harder to get that overall so the good thing is like hampson's 4k and like nobody's going to play him at that price story is 52 or 49 like they're going to be lower owned here just because of the pricing um so i was trying to pull it up on the fly like i played story on a couple teams um and I was I couldn't remember what his ownership was um, on a seven-game slate, but I can't find it. So, anyway, um, yeah. Do you have any interest in Arizona? Like you kind of you kind of no. mentioned it. Yeah. You? No, I don't. Like Cole Calhoun as a one-off would be the only guy. Like he he is super. Like he he is having like a really underrated season. Like his backup yeah. is two twenty. Um, like he. Has some positive regression coming. Like, we all love the Cole Calhoun ha- home run on Monday. We all played him. Um, <laughs> it was nice. But, yeah, like, he'd be the only guy. Like, he's 3.8K. Like, I-, I think he's definitely in play.
1: I do agree it's a good price. And, like, Peralta's a pretty good price there at 3.5 as well in DK. And if the ch- prices are not changed on Fandle, uh, Calhoun was, like, 2.9 on Monday. So, if that's still the same, that's that's pretty reasonable as well, too. You know, if you're just looking for somebody uh, that has some upside that's fairly cheap. But um, nothing about the matchup says, like, I have to pick on, you know, Marquez. And, by the way, I, we we're going to talk about the the hammer that is uh, the Dodgers in San Francisco in the second. And I want to – I don't, I was taking shots at Johnny Cueto during the podcast, and I guess I must have missed one. He's been good. Like, I missed, missed his last – missed his start against the Angels. I must have forgot that happened. Uh, he's been all serviceable to good of late. And he's not not one negative score all season. Shout out Johnny Cueto.
0: Yeah, like, I don't know. Um I'm not rocking we'll for the record. <laughs> we'll see. Not... Let's talk about it. Dodgers Giants, Julio Urias against Johnny Cueto. Urias, like um like I didn't see anything injury wise or anything like that. But like his last time out, like one and two thirds, he threw 52 pitches. Um uh-huh.
1: he had a labor inning.
0: Yeah, like he he only had one walk. Um it was it was just rough. Um and like he it's not like if you look at, like, what he did in one and two-thirds, he put up eight and a half or eight eight 8.8, <laughs> and, like, all right, like, if he would have got a few more innings, maybe he would have had a good game. Overall, like, I like the Giants against left-handed pitching this season. I think they're very underrated. And, Dean, like, this would be the third time Urias is going to be facing this offense in such a short season. Like, I'm going to pass on Julio Urias here.
1: Yeah, I mean, we talk, you know, they handle people with kid gloves, he, child gloves for because they, I mean, the Dodgers are thinking, you know, long-term are thinking World Series. Uh, there's no reason to push this guy. He's, you know, young, big arm. Who, by the way, has been more disappointing than not. You know, he's, he came in with a lot of fanfare, justifiably so. And, like, the Ks haven't really been there. He's not pitching many innings. The price at 9.5 is egregious. The cost per pitch for Rias at 9.5K, I just cannot talk to that. Uh, no chance. Uh, as far as rostering, Sam, Still so guys, I'll leave that to you. Uh, I'm, I'm, tr- I'm trying to pull up Cueto. I want to see what he's doing this year as far as if this is fluky or if he's been good. And I'm pulling it up, and I'm stalling, and I'm trying to buy my pages. Let's see, 31 innings so far this year, 348 as far as uh, walks per nine, 21% Ks. Uh, okay, so lucky as far as Babbitt, at 238. His ERA is 4.35. 3 5 his Sierra is 4-8. Uh, 42% ground balls, 41% fly balls, 33% hard hit, hard hit rate. Is there anything we're seeing in Cueto? 8.3% is probably homer, homer to fly balls. So that's lucky there as well, too.
0: He's he's getting really lucky. Like, his fly ball rate is high. He's still giving up a lot of hard contact. Um, like, the only thing, like, his changeup has been better. Like, not, like, generating a ton of, like, power and stuff. So, like, that's a little bit to what it is. Um Notice noticed that in his last uh, start when I was, like, breaking it down. on like – because, like, I was going to stack the Angels and, like, it kept me off of them a little bit. Like, I, I think I still rolled an angel stack out there. But, like, it's the same ar- argument, right? This will be the third time Johnny Cueto has faced the Dodgers. Like, they've seen him a ton this season and they're one of the best offenses in baseball. There's re- regression coming to Johnny Cueto's numbers. Um, like you mentioned, his Sierra, his XFIP, is almost a point higher than his ERA. The BABIP is really low. I uh, Johnny Cueto is crafty, but he's not crafty enough to beat the Dodgers here. And like San Francisco is playing as a much better hitters' ballpark with the gates like closed off this year. So I love the Dodgers here. Hate Cueto.
1: Yeah, I mean he's gotten the bet- better of him uh, for the most part this year. He hasn't really shut him down, but he hasn't been shellacked sla- either. I figure that third time's the charm, his- Dean. <laughs> for for you, I figure I'd pull up the uh, The BVP stuff, I want to see if there's anything kind of Popping, because, you know, like you said They face each other a good bit um, Anything interesting there The leprechaun, Justin Turner, 12 for 35 a couple homers He'll uh, be back,
0: too um, He was dealing with A um, Hamstring injury, and they said he'll be back Today
1: um, I like Seager, you know, Seager and, and Bellinger, Bellinger hasn't hit him well But I don't care um, but well, like, yeah, Go ahead. like
0: really quick, like, just look at like Betts, Seeger, Turner, Bellinger, they're all under 15% strikeout rate. They all have power. Like I know Bellinger, uh, I'm so on the fence with him on what to do with him, but like four home runs in the last five games, he's starting to finally hit the baseball like Cody Bellinger. Like, yeah, like he's 5,700 and you got to pay for him, but like... Okay, whatever. Max Muncy's 5.4K. They're, they're somewhat cheap. Like, Max Muncy's 3.4K on FanDuel. Um, super cheap over there. Justin Turner's 3K. Like, FanDuel is just, like, not watching baseball this season. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love the
1: Dodgers on FanDuel. Those are the prices. Uh, yeah, by the
0: way, just, uh, th- th- the
1: fun part of the Cueto thing here, uh, the Giants, historically, once upon a time, you know, were known for having good bullpens disastrous bullpen so far this year. No team has given up more home runs out, out, out of the bullpen. They've given you know, up 25 homers so far. They're the worst team in baseball in the bullpen when it comes to Sierra as well. Their Sierra is, let me go ahead and pull this up. Yeah, 5.006, worse than the Marlins. When you're worse than the Marlins in anything, uh, Sierra, attendance, whatever it may be, uh, <laughs> payroll, uh, this, is, this is bad. Uh, yeah, the giant—that's the hidden gem—is you get you get those uh, you know, the, the late inning homers against a terrible, terrible Giants bullpen.
0: Uh, do you have any interest in the Giants? I know you kind of said that you didn't. Um,
1: I passed it off to you. My 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 initial thought is not really because the Giants have a really good bullpen, and I don't know how the how, Dodgers, how long, you mean? Or, yeah, the Dodgers. My apologies. Yeah. Um. So, Urias is a good young arm that's kind of up and down and whatever, whatever. But any sign that they're going to hook him, and, you know, somebody pretty good is probably going to come in. It's a pretty good pen. One of the best. In yeah. Like
0: I won't pay um, for Solano. Like I think he's just, he's way overpriced for a guy that is going to be more of an on-base guy. He's not going to really win you a tournament most nights, but like Wilmer Flores, he oh, yeah. crushes lefties. Like <laughs> Yaz, Yaz, like he he's just a guy that keeps crushing, and nobody's gonna play him on this slate. And Urias has been terrible. Like 60% fly ball rate, 70% hard hit rate against lefties this season. This dude has a 457 ISO and 42 plate appearances against lefties this season. Like he's hitting everything. So you can throw him in there, you can throw Flores, you can throw Longoria. Um, I'm guessing Bart is still pretty cheap. Like he's 3.7k. It stinks because, like, the fifth per- person that I always like in my stack is um, Slater, and he's on the I.L. He got hurt the other night. Um,
1: oh, so tilting because, like, it, that was multiple nights we back-to-back, and nobody <laughs> cares. Nobody likes hearing tilt stories, but, like, you know, very first inning running the bases, he pulled his groin. Um, yeah. and they needed a pinch, a pinch runner, and, uh, like, he was, like, my highest-owned player that night, A.C. Slater. It was unfortunate. But, um, yeah, and th- they have uh, Flores projected as the leadoff hitter, according to RG, at least. That may change, but. You no, know, he was he was hitting leadoff Slater, that is. So obviously I need somebody to hit at the top and it'll probably be well probably won't be Yaz. Like maybe but Solano. like
0: you mentioned like the cheap guys. Darren Ruff is two point one K. Um on DK. On on DraftKings. Like That's he's a big an outfield deal. eligible, two point one K. Darren Ruff he he was he was really bad. Um but like he went to the KBO and he was crushing. Um so like I have a little interest in Ruff at two point one K, just overall, not just like as a giant stack, but um like he's still a guy with some power. And we don't get a lot of guys under like two point five K that have power. So um Darren Ruff is really interesting, but you know, like the pinch his, pinch hit risk is very high with him because, like, Duggar will be on the bench. So mm-hmm. there'll be a couple lefties on the bench. So, like, the pinch hit risk is really, really high. Uh, a lot of the good arms in the bullpen for the Dodgers are righties too. So I think Ferguson, um, there's one more, like McGee, right? Like, they have two really strong lefty bullpen guys, but most of them are righties.
1: I, I cannot confirm or deny it. I of watch of way, too many, games, way <laughs> too many Dodgers
0: games, Team. Way too many Dodgers games.
1: You mentioned the KBO, and we talked about the White Sox power, and I got nostalgic because – not nostalgic, but, you know, former White Sox uh, you know power hitter David Polka is in the KBO right now. So, shout out to him. There you go. You, you remember him? back? In the, he used to play alongside yeah. Matt Davidson, one of those yeah. terrible White Sox teams. They were all or nothing.
0: <laughs> oh, man, Matt Davidson. Oh, anyway. <laughs> I I still like I ended up making money on Monday but oh man there's it could have been so much not. more. Um it, it it wasn't looking good and like um my Houston stack kind of brought me back so All right, let's play the Morning Grind game and then we're going to get out of here. Um pull up DraftKings Dean, we're going to use DK pricing uh for this one. Again, if you guys haven't checked out DraftKings for some odd reason, make sure you use promo code grind when you download the app over there um under 8k to get six or more strikeouts dean who do you got
1: i mean come on i, I mean <laughs> you know who i'm gonna say here right this is like too easy it's got a yeah. paddock.
0: yeah like there is it was clear cut top option there like i'm gonna say Maniah. i still don't love him today but like he's the next best option um to get six or more strikeouts if he throws enough pitches uh over 8k to score under 15 who's your bus pitcher on the slate
1: Ooh, I like that question. Um, oh man, it's it's got to be like Wainwright or Turnbull. Uh, it's Wainwright or Turnbull, possibly Chatwood. All three of those guys. How about that?
0: Well, you can't. You got to pick one.
1: <laughs> I can't multi-enter. This is the, no, no, you got to <laughs> pick one. Who do you got? I'm gonna say Turnbull.
0: All right, I'm gonna go with um Anderson. Wait, score?
1: Is there a score for this?
0: Yeah, there is. I saw you writing something down. <laughs> yes, there, look, I got my pen. I got my notebook.
1: I saw that.
0: Um, over four K to hit a home run. We don't have course, so it can be anybody you want. Over four K to hit a home run.
1: Ooh. Um. Oh man, who's gonna homer today? I ah, should. I should have prepared for this. Over four K. Uh Let's see. Uh, I'm gonna say Max Muncy.
0: All right, I like that one. Listen, I said this guy was gonna homer yesterday. I'm going back to the well on Brad Miller. Um he's gonna hit home run today. Like he he still had a really good day, so like I'm not mad that he didn't homer. But um home run really to homer from what's that? He got home run points. He did. I think he ended up with like thirteen or fourteen points. So like it was it was still a really good, um really good day for him. Yeah. So um under 4K to get two hits. Uh, give me a guy under 4K to get two hits.
1: Ooh. Ah, Miller yeah.
0: got 15 points. So, like, I'm not mad about that.
1: Oh, I was not prepared for this. Unbelievable. Oh, I'm a terrible guest. I apologize. Can you go first?
0: sure matt carpenter like Uh, i'm making it very clear who i like here
1: you can't buy some time i was trying to buy some time
0: i like i have a list of guys that i like as we're going um but I, i do do this every day so
1: i don't write stuff down it's all it's all kind of in the dome and i've been exposed i only write down
0: like the game stuff and the stacks that i like as we're going through or the stacks that i like want to dig into
1: i i will say joseph bart
0: I like that one. I thought, like, E5 is a good one, too. Um, He is 3.8K on DraftKings. Cole Calhoun is still really underpriced over there. So, just a couple names for you. Uh, Stack to score six or more runs, Dean. Who do you got?
1: Yeah, we like the White Sox.
0: All right. I'm going to finish out, like, I feel like my whole game today has been the Cardinals. Can I guess?
1: I was st louis, <laughs> st. louis. <laughs> so uh matt Any final carpenter was get out of right? here what's that matt carpenter i'm changing my answer to matt carpenter isn't he under four that's 10? who i picked oh <laughs> <laughs> I'm a terrible like, buy me more time you weren't paying attention yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard it subliminally apparently but uh yeah, well, there you go. I, Bart is just because I'm like, he's probably going to be my catcher. At least ideally, I want to be my catcher, despite the fact well, that – Well,
0: I think Carantini is going to be your catcher, but I won't argue <laughs> with you. Um, is he
1: super cheap, Carantini?
0: He's 2.6K, so – Yeah. <laughs> like, going up against Turnbull, I'm guessing that's probably where are going to end up a catcher. But are they I, running you out two
1: catchers again? The Cubs have been doing that of late.
0: But They uh... have – well, they have so many injuries right now, you know, so – Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Uh, any final thoughts, Dean? No. Well, hey, uh, uh, all, all my opinions are going to change. I'll be on Grinders Live. Actually, Grinders Live is going to be a different time because there's a basketball uh, crunch time. Uh, Grinders Live on Tuesday will be 5 to 6. And I think the crunch time, I'm going to guess it's like a baseball-basketball crunch time. I imagine that's what's going on because they kind of cross over. They both start around uh, – whatever. Check your local listings, but I'm pretty sure that uh, tomorrow is, the, uh, is a 5 o'clock Eastern uh, as opposed to 5.30 uh runner's live with myself and I think Boggs Light for the first time this year.
0: Yep, it'll be Dean and Boggs um five o'clock. So there you go. Um like I was I was scheduled for the rest of the week, but like I got the rest of the week off um out of nowhere. So like I'm I'm not I'm not complaining about that. Um so yeah. But um
1: enjoy enjoy the you know your midday off. You got Nash to tend to I suppose.
0: I got I got put on like a um best best ball show so like i'll be doing that later this week instead of grinders live so who's your favorite um, pick in
1: best ball um yeah, gonna...
0: joe mixon is the guy that i i i land on a lot so far like um yeah he's he's kind of the guy that i'm landing on like way more than i probably am comfortable with but whatever he's my guy now so it is what it is so i'll just say I this, it. Uh,
1: I, i've been doing best ball shows uh i've been doing it with the uh, beer makers fan and chris jimino if you guys don't know jimino if you like anything here at RG, he has his hand in it in some way. One of the masters behind the scenes and they're like the uh, XFL guru once upon a time, maybe again, when the season, you know, when they come back on their, under the guidance of the rock, um, you know, ownership projections, things of that sort. We've uh, been doing videos. You can find them on the rotor Riders feed on YouTube where basically four teams or five teams he would focus on for an hour. And uh, yeah, if you guys want to, you guys do doing best ball, I suggest you guys check them out because those are two, uh, Really smart football minds. Go ahead. I cut you off. The show I'm
0: doing later this week is with beer. So I'm excited to do that. It'd be fun. He's locked
1: in. just a heads up. He's going to take you down.
0: No, not going to happen. So (laughs) I'm not worried. No, no worries. So, well, that's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. We'll be back uh, tomorrow with uh, Will talking some more baseball. Good luck in your contests and we'll see you then.
1: Sorry, it wasn't Will.
0: Holler.